1: You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com
0: for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.
2: It's time to take command with former NFL tight end Logan Paulson and former Commander's Beat reporter Craig Hoffman.
0: Wrapping up the Take Command podcast, I am Craig Hoffman. He is Logan paulson thanks again to james smith williams for joining us uh if you're watching this final segment on youtube you missed the interview with james smith williams so make sure you watch the full episode at youtube.com slash at 1067 the fan all right logan uh we got a great idea for silly season as someone, someone who's a frequent listener to the pod tweeted and it was like, Hey, since it's silly season time where we're just doing, doing whatever we can think of to make right. these episodes <sighs> interesting, uh, in the absence of, you know, actual substantive news, um, what would happen in a tournament of teams from the time that we cover, right? So from yeah. the time that you're drafted, uh, to basically now, what's the best, you know, Washington, football team that has existed um and i think they started it in 2012 i don't think anyone's going to be better in the 2010 2011 teams not better than 12 right so let's just let's just go through year by year and they wanted to rank it i just i want to figure out who's the best one um yeah. you know like in a hypothetical tournament they play each other so i think we just use the bracket method yeah. so bracket method like basically if you're at a restaurant you can't decide what you want to eat you you take you take the the first option that, that you want. Say it's oh. a, a chicken salad, and you put it next to the, the burger. It's like, do I want the chicken salad or the burger? I want the I want the burger. Okay, the burger advances, and you just keep doing that down the menu. You do, you you do that, you... that when you go eat.
2: <laughs> get out. No, of here. but it's a, it's, a, uh, way, yeah, I it's a way. I got It's a way to see, do I it. See. I got uh, you.
0: If you get in a real bind, it's like what, it's a way to find if you really want. <laughs> so let's start off with the 2012 team, and that's probably going to stay uh, un, unchallenged yeah. at least here for a couple years. But 2012 uh, team, obviously, star of that team is Logan Paulson. Uh, I mean, he's I there. Think we
2: all could agree that, yeah, I yeah, really was just, the backbone of that team. You know, carried everybody. Robert Griffin was really just hanging on my coattails the whole time. Tough deal for him, but you know, someone had to do it. So,
0: yeah, yes. I mean, good job for him. For I'm um, never mind. I'm just not. I'm just not going to get us in trouble. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So Roberts, Roberts' rookie year, um, incredible, magical season. Um, you know, you got uh, Alvin Morris rushing for a thousand yards. You got real talent on the outside. I mean, didn't Garçon. he rush for
2: like sixteen hundred that year? Was that the year he? rushed Yeah, for like I mean 16? it was.
0: He's a monster year. I, I said a thousand to be conservative. Yeah. Uh, to to because I didn't know the actual number, but monster monster year. You know, Trent's killing people on the offensive line. That whole offensive line is really good in general. Um, You got run and rush for like 800 yards.
2: Yeah, like we were – that that team was really good. And so what I want to bring up is like from a record standpoint, from a scheme standpoint, that team's going to be really hard to beat. However, I was wondering like to get your thoughts on it. And listeners, if you guys want to leave comments, we'd love to hear them. Like how does that offense translate now when like we're kind of in this – um, positionless football, where you get more DBs on the field, where you get guys with more speed that can match up with that RPO. And I know Robert was fast, but like Devin White, for example, you know, in Tampa Bay runs a 4-3. Like these linebackers are a different breed of animal. Montez Sweat runs a 4-4. Like how did, how does that – and how does that offense translate to this level? And I think um, that, that to me is a really interesting thought experiment just because like back then, like we were playing base defenses. We were playing teams that had never – Never like It was so cutting edge at that time. Defenses had no idea what was going on. We were seeing a lot of cover three. No one would blitz us. Everyone was scared to death to play out of a gap. It allowed us to play super fast and just be ballers. I mean, now that scheme has become more prevalent. Defenses have figured it out. Does that team have the same success now? And it's kind of one of those things like, does a player from the past have the same success now? But it's something I wanted to pose to you guys. Like what what you thought on that?
0: Yeah, it's hard. Like we do this in basketball all the time. And it's like, well, you know, who's actually a better basketball player, like Stephen Curry or Magic Johnson or whatever. And it's like, well, if Magic Johnson came up in the modern times, he probably would have figured out how to shoot a three pointer. So just going like, well, Steph shoots threes. Now, Steph shoots threes, but it's a bad example because Steph's the best shooter ever on the history of the planet. But like he came up, that was his his thing. Right right um so it's it's a great question i don't know how much we want to factor that in versus kind of their relative greatness yeah. within their you know the context in which they maybe existed. that's maybe that's another it's, it's episode a great
2: silly season yeah
0: yeah no i think that's that's really great like how because i'm sure there's also other things that were advantageous in terms of the way they played versus you know problems that could present to defenses now but it is you know worth pointing out that like as Kyle's offense has proliferated the league in in some way or another, like this in many ways is the Genesis of it. Like this, uh, what Kyle has continued to build in all of his stops in various forms. You know, he he was very successful with Matt Ryan in Atlanta, who's not running zone read, but some of the concepts and some of the the big picture type of things, the way he thinks about manipulating defenses really come into form in this 2012 team. Um, So yeah, it's it's a really interesting question. I don't know if I even remotely answered it, um, yeah. but, but, but we, can, we can we can go as we go through. We can, I, I think what could be fun for this this exercise is to see like. OK, well, when has the league changed where, you know, we think sure. legitimately that it's a factor. So 2013, that's pretty easy. 2012 team beats the pants off of it because it's a very similar team, except for much worse. Um, talent <laughs> wise, you know, Robert's hurt. Uh, and and he's also de- he's also made that de-
2: declaration that he doesn't want to run the ball anymore. Like we, that changed yeah. a lot for us. Absolutely.
0: Yeah. Uh, think, lose, think, Let's see. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight games
2: to end the year yeah. in a row. Yep, Yikes. tough time. Tough time of year, that one.
0: Last uh last game that you guys won in regulation in t- in 2013 was October 20th.
2: Was it uh the Bears? Oh s- uh, Bears, yeah. Bears San not- Diego. I don't even remember the other one. It was a tough year. Tough year. Yeah, you
0: guys you guys beat Oakland, you beat the Bears, you beat the Chargers. Chargers was in overtime. It's a tough so, one. Tough, tough not great.
2: tough deal. Uh 2014. So, yeah, 2014- I, I think they beat 14 easy too. I think I don't think it means yeah. different contest
0: same kind of thing. Uh, you rotate through all three of the quarterbacks that year. Um, Colt plays some Kirk plays some, uh, it's Jay's first year. Robert obviously plays some, um, and, and yeah, again, like you win a couple early, uh, but, but ultimately you don't win a game and, uh, you don't win a game in November for the second straight year. You win the second to last game against the Eagles, uh, to get to four, uh, but that's a four and 12 team. Then there's a fun one. Then there's 2015, So this team starts off very up and down. You have the code red game, Tampa. Win against Tampa. Go into the bye week at three and four. What's really funny, and and honestly, I momentarily forgot about this, even though I covered this team. They lose to New England coming out of the bye. And you're three and five. You beat New Orleans. You alternate wins and losses going into Chicago on December 13th. And then you win every game in December. Uh, you win four in a row before ultimately losing the Green Bay in the playoffs. You know, this is Kirk uh, throwing to, to probably the best wide receiver group that you've had in this time. Pierre's still excellent. Um, you have, uh, obviously, Deshaun. Jordan Reed is an absolute monster this yeah. season. Chris Thompson's very effective. Um, There's just, just a lot of good football players. Jameson Crowder's a rookie. Um, you had a good special teams that year. Andre Roberts yeah. took a kick or two back. Um, I think 2015 through versus 2012 is is pretty interesting.
2: Yeah, I'd say that's the best offensive line they've had here in the last yes. 20 years. <clears throat> that is like the closest it's been to the Hogs. Like I remember I was in Chicago at the time. We played them. And I remember mm-hmm. watching them in warm-ups and watching the game from the sideline and just the level of protection, the physicality that, that group played with. Um, And then the dynamic playmakers you had on the outside was just was next level. Like that's Bill Callahan before he's got everybody banged up, you know, like everyone's kind of at the peak of their powers. They're all molding into something. And I really think the limiting factor there, A, is probably defense a little bit. And then B would be Kirk Cousins is not quite hit his stride yet. And uh, that was the thing that really limited that team. I thought there was enough stuff around him to elevate. And he played well. Yeah, I'm not saying he played poorly, but I'd say was, second
0: half of that season, he was money. Yeah, he, but, I mean, there's an argument you made that Russell Wilson was the only guy who was better in the last eight games of that season.
2: But I think, uh, Kirk, like until Kirk
0: was, the, I'd say until the playoffs, where he was, he laid an absolute right, absolute and, poop. Test. And like,
2: like I love Kirk. You know, Kirk's an awesome guy, but I think he was still growing into the player that he is today. And and in that season, right, and you know the contract negotiations, all that stuff. And so I'm trying to remember the defensive side of the ball there, like who, like obviously Kerrigan's there.
0: So you, um, that was an interesting year because and
2: is there.
0: Um, well, I mean, the biggest thing was the back seven had a really like interesting year. Um, Breland was really good that year. Um, mm-hmm. So you have Bashad on one side. Will Blackman had come in and and really helped solidify things. D'Angelo Hall was playing safety, which was a little bit hit or miss. Mm. Um, you know, they, they were definitely hit or miss in the secondary, like mega hit or miss. Um, but you also had guys, you know, Preston Smith was starting to come into his sure. own a little bit up front. Kerrigan was really solid that year. And a guy who I would say made a huge difference for that team was Will Compton yeah. came in off the practice squad and comp kind of got everything organized and they just were a better defense. Once he got in there at middle linebacker um, and, and, you know, his, his, knowledge of how to organize everything, his communication definitely helped them in the back end of that year. Um, so before Will Compton was a podcaster, he was a middle linebacker and that was that And 16 were probably his, his best years in
2: the league. Yeah. Underrated football player. Uh, For Tom, sure. You know, he's like just super smart. I remember talking to him about run fits one day over lunch yeah. and just being like, wow, like the level of detail you have and understanding of how everything fits in this defense and getting guys lined up deserves a lot of credit. Um, if I was going to say, um, I would have to give the edge to 2012. I just think think Robert Robert was playing better. Alfred was, I got the peak of his powers. Like that offensive line was perfect for that scheme. Um, the playmakers on the outside were tough, gritty, like, especially like if you look at the last half of 12, when they were really rolling before Robert got hurt, um, like it's hard to match. Like they had such momentum. They were so skilled. Kyle was calling great games. And I just think when I'm comparing quarterbacks, I want Robert in 2012 as opposed to Kirk in 2015 to lead the team. And I think um, if they're going head-to-head, I don't think that defense has the speed to match up necessarily with that 2012 team uh, offensively. And I think, that, I think that 2012 defense is very underrated. They had a lot of good football players, Brian Arakbo, Ryan Kerrigan, um, Bowman. Uh, uh, Barry Cofield was in there. Like Fletch was still balling. The back end was doing okay. Like, it was a very, very, very solid group, so.
0: There's an argument to be made that on paper, the 2016 team is better. Yeah. Um, Record-wise, they were not, um, in part because they tied a game, the London Bengals game. That is one that is still just impossible to <laughs> just I, – I can't believe they tied that football game. Sure. Anyway, um, Kirk throws for nearly 5,000 yards in 2016. Mm-hmm. Deshaun and Pierre are both over 1,000. Deshaun, by the way, 1,000 yards – 1,005 to be exact – on fifty six catches, yeah, he averaged seventeen nine a reception that year. Um, play and he played by the way in fifteen of the sixteen games, so it wasn't like he was hurt all the time. Uh, Crowder was was still very good. He had eight forty seven. Jordan played in twelve games, so still pretty solid. But like Vernon had come in, he was a five yeah. hundred yard receiver. You know, Chris Thompson's another three forty nine receiving. So they were slinging it all over the place. Um, and there's an argument to be made that I think that was a better team, offensively at least in 2016. Defensively was a a bit of a an up and down, to say the least. Sure. Um, you know, Mason had come in at that point, and Mason and Comp were, I, I think, pretty solid as middle linebackers. They both were had head over 100 tackles. You know, Breland though was not as effective as he was the year before because they bring in Josh Norman, who 16 might have been his best year in DC, um, but he wasn't. Obviously, the guy that everyone thought they were getting, you know, Will had kind of shifted to safety at that point. Blackman talking about D'Angelo had, had made his way out. Um, and there just wasn't a lot of depth on that team. And, and I, I'd still, I'd still take 12, but I do think it's an interesting team because that to me is like the biggest underachieving team of the Gruden era was 16. Yeah. And by uh, the way, it's the last year that Sean's here.
2: Yeah. I don't disagree with that. I think, um, you know, one thing I forgot about 15 is, like, how do you match up with Jordan Reed? You know, if you're defensively doing that, that'd be a tough matchup. Um, but, yeah, man, I just – I don't know. That, that offense was cooking. That O-line was excellent. It'd be interesting. And you mentioned kind of underachieving. Like, 12, 2012 team, that team is a, an overachieving team. A bunch of overachievers, right? Guys kind of trying to make a name for himself. And for whatever reason, I just – I bet on overachievers, I guess. You know what I mean? Teams that are going to reach reach hard, dig deep, and kind of grind it out. So I think that team might be more talented, the 16 team, uh, especially offensively. Uh, But I think the thing that was really, um, really stood out to me was just like having been a part of the 2012 team, like they were so – it was just a bunch of tough – hardworking guys and they would squeak out wins when it, you know, kind of like the, they were way better. And I'm counting myself in this cause I was on that team way better than the sum of their parts, you know, yeah. way better. And I think like, if I'm going to put a bet, I'm going to bet on that team.
0: I think the thing that also is missing between 12 and 16, the leadership of a guy like Fletch yeah. that, that, those 15 and 16 teams didn't really have that guy. And, you know, something that was talked about, like as Kedrick made his way out, as, as yeah. Joe wasn't brought back, like as London retired, deal. like yeah. there was a, a void of leadership that I think was really necessary. And you had guys like Terrence Knighton who came in and underachieved and like were thought like, oh, is he going to be a leader? And it's like, no, that guy that doesn't really have that that tool in his toolbox. Right. Um, even though he's a vet so there's a <clears> lot a of that point. in 15 16 um and it was like, a young coaching staff too um,
1: yeah because mike and, and uh, so
2: mike did a great job of like i just think about everybody like uh josh morgan pierre garcon yeah guys that were those guys were leaders P- uh santana moss still around right uh Corey yeah, you kind of got the sense
0: being around that like pierre was over it at by 15 16 yeah. he was like i don't want to deal with this crap anymore
2: yeah and so i i just think like like that leader, that's a really good insight there, Craig, because it's like that leadership element, it it leads to that toughness, it leads to that competitive edge, you know, Kedrick, Zoe, those guys are like, talk about intangibles off the charts, and the the, Reed Dowdies, I think he's on that team still, like, those teams are just laden with guys who are good leaders, and guys that are just incredibly hard workers, and I think the team reflects that, and Um, And so I think, you know, if there's one criticism of the roster construction in 15 and 16 is like you said, you let some of those guys walk and I understand they're in the kind of the twilight of their career, but you didn't do a good job replacing that leadership or empowering guys to step hold and you end up with kind of a, a super talented roster that's that's they're gonna be disappointing i think to a certain
0: extent yeah, need, needed some direction you had a bunch of quiet leaders you had kerrigan you had trent those guys were weren't gonna step up i mean unless something went really sideways weren't gonna step up and like say stuff they yeah. were just gonna go about their work and you know you look at him be like wow look at those guys work but it, it was different than what fletch and what zoe and uh what kedrick kind of brought and, to the and, table
2: and to be fair like i love jay like jay's my guy you know and i think he's a brilliant offensive mind but I think one of his limiting factors was he was not, he didn't have a strong enough hand and he didn't have someone on the staff who was a super strong hand in terms of like discipline. And so I think like, you know, Mike was, Mike is a player's coach, but he had guys on staff who like, like Jim Hazlitt was like not going to let you mess around. Kyle wasn't going to let you mess around. And that, that kind of created a, a difficult environment again for, for leaders to blossom. And, um, you know, like again, I think Jay's a really smart dude. Like, I love hanging out with Jay, but I think if I was going to give Jay some feedback, I'd say, "Hey, man, could have been a little bit tighter with the grip there at certain points of the." Uh,
0: yeah, of I, I think Jay said that in the yeah. year since, um, but doesn't help us now. Yeah. All right, 2017, uh, not as good as as either 16 or 15. Sean had left at that point. Yeah. Sean Pierre. That was that was supposed to be the Terrell Prior, Josh Doxon coming out party, and it didn't yeah. last past training camp. Whoops. Yeah. Uh, 2018, same kind of thing um not really a lot to write home about that's I mean that's the Alex Smith year um that, Alex that, plays. to me that's
2: a big like what if because I think that yeah. team could have been managed effectively but obviously he gets hurt and it's not the same deal you know
0: yeah and, and by the way you know talking about the leadership that they bring in Adrian Peterson he's definitely that you know Alex was definitely that and then when it went sideways because uh, of Alex's injury like you know yeah. good, goodbye on that 2019's an epic disaster uh Jake gets fired 2020 um they make the playoffs so i guess we we real quickly entertain this this thought exercise um yeah but they're not beating the 2012 team like you got alex alex playing you know really just i don't even know what to call it miracle football he goes five and one as a starter um (laughs) and but he's he's not really pushing the ball down the field at all you just don't really know how it's working gibson has a pretty solid year as a rookie um but like I don't know could you do you remember off the top of your head the the good skill players on that team
2: the member of that team was kind of um a little bit of a miracle you know like kind of under talented overachieved got a little lucky at certain points of the year that was the year the division was terrible right and they kind of
0: yep they win on. it at seven and nine
2: yeah and so I don't think there's really any contest I think I think outside of I think outside of 2005 or 2015 2016. The only other team that i would even consider beating them beating the 2012 team is this year and let me give you a good argument as to why and so i look at the defense right now and i do not know how that offense functions against this defense like they just have so many kind of guys who can play multiple spots in the back end the speed on the edges the physicality inside and uh, you know, the, I think the one weakness of this defense is the linebackers, and that's what Kyle is excellent at exploiting. But you know, Jamin's going into year two. Cody Barton's kind of that hybrid safety. Kalik Hudson's looking good in training camp. Really, the guy to me is Cam Curl, Quan Martin, those guys, and the role they're going to fill. Percy Butler, though, that 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 safety nickel, Buffalo nickel, kind of group of guys we always talk about. Yeah. To me, that is a really, really special group of guys and I don't know how you contend with that offensively and the only question is like can this offense or would this offense and Sam Howell uh, be able to put up points and with EB like I have a lot of confidence that they're going to be able to do something and again like they're pretty talented they're not quite as talented up front as that 2015 team in terms of offensive line skill position players you're, you're unmatched almost in that tenure right with Jahan and Terry and Curtis Samuel, right? Like, it's, I mean, it's probably
0: the best since 16 with Deshaun, Pierre, and Jameson. And like, then, you got but Logan even then, Thomas like, too, the backs, like... yeah, the backs, I think. Well, I mean, you had Jordan and you had yeah, Vernon. I don't know, it's pretty I'm, close, but the but, backs, but, I think, are significantly better now.
2: But I'm saying, like, that's that's the thing. And so, it's to me, the only the only thing that's even a question is Sam and can he produce? And I think with EB, he can and the O line and can they pass protect against that 2012 offensive line or defensive line. So um,
0: God, that'd be fun. That Trent, would be, yeah. Trent and those dudes versus yeah, all of the, yeah. all the pass rushers here.
2: Yeah. it'd be really. Too bad we didn't
0: think about asking James about this. Hey James, do you want to go up against 2012 Trent Williams?
2: Yeah. I don't know if anybody not. does. Yeah. He was no. pretty good then, but yeah, That's so I think good. that, that so would be, now. and I know that sounds crazy. Like I'm being a homer, but I just look at the roster and again, it's got to come together. It's still early, but, in terms of talent like it's a pretty talented group right now yeah
0: i agree i think that the defensive point is great um you you look at the speed they have that this defense could be really really good we'll see and it could be um, it could be they lucky. gotta they gotta put it together yeah. but they could could be really good all right that was fun uh, if you have any more silly season ideas tweet me at craig hoffman uh you can dm logan on instagram at logan underscore paulson 82 uh i'm sure there's other ways to get in touch with us figure it out you know <laughs> use the, use the internet uh, leave us a comment. Leave a uh, comment we'll, on the we'll, YouTube
2: page. Yeah, that's the other yeah.
0: One. Um, definitely, it's easier if you leave it on my YouTube page. Uh, but it, will, we'll ch- I do check the fan comments every once in a while, as well. All right. Uh, for Logan, I'm Craig. Thanks for listening. Make sure that if you like this, yeah, hit the like button. If you're watching on YouTube, subscribe wherever you're watching or listening right now. And we will see you next week on Take Command.